This is the TechEU Podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting stories from the European tech scene. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasting fix these days. Well, all right, all right, all right, you have found it. This is the TechEU Podcast. I am your host, Dan Taylor. And we are the droids you're looking for. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another star-studded episode of the TechEU Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about accelerating things. And I'm not talking about a particle accelerator. I'm talking about a startup accelerator. And the gentleman I'm talking to is heading up an an emerging tech fund. Now, that is about as broad a term as I can think of. So I'm going to ask him about that. What the hell is emerging tech? But let's get into it, right? So for the past 10 years, uh, early stage investor slash accelerator Rockstart has nurtured and backed upwards of 280 startups, not bad, from its Amsterdam, Copenhagen, and Bogota offices. Who has an office in Bogota? Let's ask him about that as well. All right. They've had nine exits, over $150 million raised by portfolio companies, and an alumni value of approximately $1 billion. I really feel like I should have used the Dr. Evil voice there. Ah, either way. Focusing on energy, agri-food, and now emerging technologies, Rockstart offers financial and company-building support through its accelerator program from seed stage through Series B, with the overall investment not exceeding 2 million euros. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm joined by a man whose CV is as varied almost as much as my own, Rockstart's managing partner, Emerging Tech Fund Europe, God, I hope I get this right. Michael Bjornlund. <laughs> yeah, that's a very befitting intro, both on Rockstar and myself. Uh, hello, Dan. Good to be here. And uh, hello to all our listeners. Well, hi there. Hi. So, so Bjornlund, it's a soft D, right? In Danish, it would be Bjornlund. Bjorn, so Bjornlund. Bjornlund. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the, you know, like the, 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 the O with the line through it. That always throws me off. I mean, I can speak German. The umlauts, the two dots, I got that. But the, the funky O with the, what is you that? Like well. the atomic symbol for boron? I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Where, where did this come from? Anyway, so listen, let's talk about Rockstart before we get into emerging tech. Compared to, Rockstart's been around for 10 years. Yeah, so, I mean, compared to the European VC landscape of a decade ago, a lot has changed. I mean, Europe has grown up. And so of its VCs, when you're out there scouting, talk to me about some of the KPIs that you're looking for. Yeah, sure. But to be honest with you, um, you, you can't really put into a formula how the startups are selected uh, for this initial investment with you. Um, however, we, we don't want it to be a decision made purely on, uh, on gut feel either. So we do apply several steps and criteria in this process in a way to formalize it and remove bias and, and do forced ranking of, uh, of several opportunities. But at the end of the day, uh, it is a selection decision made by human beings uh, and then supported by more or less factual input. Good. Doing my research, there was a quote I picked up on that Rockstart, one of your representatives, said the, that they invested in a startup that only had a deck and their first MVP. That company then went on to be acquired for north of $300 million. A pitch deck and an MVP, uh, that's, that's a pretty shaky. I mean, is that, does that still stand today? Yeah, in, in principle, it does actually still hold true. Uh, however, you, you could see the startup and venture environment, as you said also in the beginning, uh, it has matured a lot the last 10 years. So founders, I think they have much better access today to tools 
uh, that can help them navigate the early days of a business. And also it's become uh, cheaper for them basically to start a business and run a business. Uh, so they can also bootstrap the company a little bit further, uh, which means that for us, we see fewer, you know, uh, mm. pure and raw businesses in our deal mm. flow, but there are a few and, and hopefully there are also a, a few uh, gems uh, among them. Yeah. The market these days, not the greatest. Has this affected Rockstar's selection process at all? Yeah. Maybe let me uh, approach this from two different angles. So, so first sure. of all, we're, of course, also in the show talking about uh, our latest fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're launching that. Plus, we have, we've, had, we've had uninterrupted investments going on in the two other funds we already have up and running. So that means that Rockstar as an organization and, and the product we deliver is doing well and being recognized by both new investors, but, you know, backing the role that we play, but also great startups that are joining uh, every year. However, it's quite clear that, that we are in a new situation in, in the funding markets uh, of, for startups and, and VC money. Uh, the money is tighter in the wallets, I think, of the investors. It's a lot more focus on cash efficiency, runway, unit economics, and so on. So in order to qualify for further fundraising, you basically have to do more than what has been the case in the last maybe four or five years, right? So, mm. so I would say well-performing startups will continue to get funded, and but how you get to being that well-performing startup will differ from, from startup to startup. But, but definitely most of the companies out there will, will have to to do well to kind of rope the sales, as we always said when I was uh, back in corporate life. And, right. and also Rockstar, we have some companies that will do better than others. Um, and over the cycles, that's basically what venture uh, capital investing is about. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. One of the things that I picked up on when I was trolling through Rockstar's website and, and uh, information is that the accelerator is interested in investing in companies that are making a positive change in their respective markets. To me, that's a bit ambiguous. How do you define a, a company that's making a positive change? Mm. So a huge disclaimer to start with here. Uh, your <laughs> I love first question. Good. Your first question was also about what KPIs are we looking mm-hmm. for? Yeah. But because we invest it's so early stage you basically have very little to show for your traction. So you can set up the KPIs you want to measure on, but you don't have anything to show for it. And quite frankly, the same goes when you're talking about impact because the Mm. startups are maybe uh, pre-product, pre-revenue. So they have an idea, a vision for what they are building and how that will positively impact the future Mm -hmm. and and to serve a a place in in the world of of, business and startups but no real proof to show for it. So mm. the disclaimer or whatever the term is, is that actually we invest a lot on the conviction of the founders to really want to build a business that delivers that. Mm. And then only during the course of the next, you know, three, four, five years, will they actually start uh, delivering a proof of this. Right. And if right. I, I actually want to make one more point here that, which I think is a bit of a shame because many startups, certainly if you look in Scandinavia have been, kind of slapped over the hand for claiming to deliver uh, you know, imp- on impact metrics. But because they don't have the fine detailed calculations exactly right, mm-hmm. they just get you know, really pummeled 
mm. for being greenwashing, whereas they are mm. actually trying to build a good business. So startups are also very careful to go out and say exactly what they deliver on. And that, right. that I think is a shame if genuinely they are building a good business. Yeah. Shifting gears a bit, a little bit here. Let's be honest. There's no shortage of accelerators out on the market today. They're all vying for the attention of potential gems, diamonds in the rough, if you will. What makes Rockstart stand apart from the crowd? What's what's the USP? Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say some some part of it is is market access. So definitely the fact that we have a, a strong European presence and very tight networks in the ecosystems uh, in in the Benelux and the Nordics. Um, I would say secondly is also the fact that we do actually have an organization that is set up to to design programs that are as tailor-made as they can be for each of the startups. So we mm. don't work on the basis of a standard. Uh, we okay. work on the basis of looking at each and every company, uh, point in case the current uh, cohort of, of this new fund is for very different companies. We couldn't run a standard program because it just wouldn't fit in any way. So mm. I think that's one of the, the places where we, we stand, stand out. Well, all right. That's fair enough. Listen, Michael, we are reaching the halfway point of the show now uh, because I do want to give you plenty of time to talk about the Emerging Tech Fund. And and I do want to know what Emerging Tech is. But at the halfway point in our show, or at least in my show, it's time for the lightning round. Folks at home, if you're unfamiliar with the lightning round, the lightning round is a chance for us to get to know Michael as a person and not as a business. So I'm going to ask him uh, four or five, maybe even six questions in rapid fire succession, and hopefully he can answer them as quickly and as succinctly as possible. Michael Bjornlund, are you ready? Absolutely, let's go. All right, here we go with the TechEU lightning round. Michael Bjornlund, skis or snowboard? Skis. Vegan, vegetarian, or omnivore? Oh, all three. What was the most challenging part about being a contestant on Survivor. Being true to myself. Have you circumnavigated the globe? And if so, do you have the appropriate tattoo? <laughs> I haven't quite circumnavigated the globe, so I do not have the tattoo, no. What is the significance of the tattoo that you do have? I have uh, one together with my uh, brother and my father, which is like a, a male family tattoo. Jazz or classical? Jazz. Last question on the lightning round for Michael Bjornlund. Salty licorice, yes or no? Yes, absolutely. Spoken like a true Dane. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the lightning round with Rockstart's Michael Bjornlund. Stick with us. We've got a few messages. We'll be right back. Non-scientific studies have shown that earball advertising is three halves more effective than either video or print. Which means, if you're listening to this podcast, your customers are too. Talk to us at podcast at tech.eu. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining me, which I know you're not, I'm sitting down today with Rockstart's Michael Bjornland, who is heading up a new fund at Rockstart. We're going to talk about that right now, and it is the Emerging Technologies Fund. All right, Michael, I get thousands of press releases a day that are stuffed with keyword bingo. What the hell is emerging tech? <laughs> yeah. So first of all, Rockstart has now three funds. Uh, and and the, our purpose in Rockstart is to fund the transformation to a regenerative and sustainable future. So when we look at... Um, the two other funds, the Agri-Food Fund and the Energy Fund, I think that's a bit more obvious how that 
can support uh, that purpose of Rockstar. Sure. So emerging technologies, um, when we were working on defining that, it was also to say what within emerging technologies, both in terms of a subset of tech areas, which are not overlapping the other funds, uh, but can still support the purpose of Rockstar. Uh, so, so that is one of the, the say, criteria for defining what then within emerging tech uh, will we invest in. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've uh, chosen uh, a good handful of uh, mainly software technologies okay. um, that will uh, support uh, the Rockstar purpose within four key areas. So one is the industry 4.0. So basically how we use a little bit smarter the production facilities that we have on the planet today. Um, the second one is smart uh, societies, which includes a little bit of smart cities and smart citizens. So how we interact as people in societies are supported by government institutions etc um, education is part of it and the third one is digital health so as we live together on the planet we also live longer together on the planet and, and there's a lot of interesting technology that we want to support in digital health and finally it's data privacy because we also acknowledge that with some of these software technologies we're harvesting tons of data uh, and we have to also be a little bit, I think, um, responsible uh, and invest in things where we make sure that that data stays with the right people, is not tampered with, and uh, is not monetized by the wrong people unless we have agreed uh, for that happening. So, so that would be emerging tech for us. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of smarter people, smarter citizens. Yes. I think we could all use some smarter people in this world. All right. So in, uh, what was it? In May? I think in May, you put out the call, uh, said, hey, we've got this new fund. If you're uh, in emerging tech, we want to talk to you. Uh, how'd it go? Yeah, it actually went really well. I'm quite happy with uh, how things uh, moved along. Standing on a little bit of a legacy, I think, from Rockstar the past 10 years, uh, made sure that we had some initial uh draw in the market for, for startups to apply. And then uh, a bit of banging the drum uh, on social media meant that we got uh, in excess of 400 applications uh, that we wow. uh, spent since January. Uh, so some had come in before that call that you mentioned. Mm. Uh, so altogether 400 uh, for those uh, months we looked at. And we ended up uh, taking 10 companies to our selection panel uh, in June. Uh, that all were remarkable companies doing a great job uh, pitching to uh, a component, composition of uh, internal and external uh, people on our panel. Uh, and then we have uh, ended up selecting four companies that have just joined our uh, acceleration program uh, back in the end of August. Sure, sure, sure. So you talked about the selection process, taking this to the committee. Walk me through the due diligence process. Yeah, I think we're known to be a, a little bit more um, thorough. Uh, compared to other, you know, investors that fall in somewhat of the similar category, um, mm -hmm. we uh, we first take three steps. I would say internally, where uh, three different team members take calls uh, at times with the uh, the top, uh, I would say, one hundred and fifty or so companies, uh, wow. and then we uh, we kind of build uh, the companies or, or pull them through the funnel as they qualify for each and every uh, conversation. Um, if they make it past that, we would uh, start uh, exposing them to a few friends of the Rockstar house. And uh, mm -hmm. so they are uh, external assessors. Uh, some are mentors, some are investors, some are tech entrepreneurs, 
or just market experts uh, that can help us validate the case. But very often, uh, sorry, not very often, I would, it, it's important to mention that we try and do this also with the objective of every single conversation leading the startup in a better place than where they were before the mm. call. So it's oh, not just for us screening it. We want to actually help give them some information, some advice, uh, including the external people that we expose them to. Now, you talked about four companies. Can you tell me who they are and what they do? Yeah, so we found these four um, great companies um, dispersed over uh, across Europe. Uh, so that's great to have good international batch of, uh, of companies. We've got one within uh, digital health. It's a combination of uh, hardware and uh, software. Um, working a bit on, uh, you could say, within uh, mental uh, mental health illnesses. So that's very exciting, uh, super early stage. Uh, then we got one uh, in the fintech spa space, actually, which is trying to give uh, consumers a little bit of more power uh, up against the evil banks. Uh, and then I will, will say no more. That's a, that's a very interesting concept uh, directed to the consumers. We got one within data analytics, uh, a Swedish company, uh, making easy access and use of data. Uh, and then finally, we got one uh, whose tagline is to, to bridge the justice gap. So making uh, legal services uh, more easily accessible and affordable to more. Something tells me you're going to announce these in a few weeks and uh, I, I can't get these names, can I? Well, I would have to kill you if I gave it to you. He's good. He's good. I tried everything. I mean, I even tried to give him some booze this morning to to uh, <laughs> loosen his tongue. But no, he's 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 holding steadfast. All right. Well, listen, Michael, we are running out of time. I mean, in short attention span theater, I try to keep these podcasts as, as short and to the point as possible. What's next for Rockstar? What's coming up? We're doing a, a, an interesting session at the end of um, uh, September in, in Denmark, uh, a conference, uh, Forward 22, it's called, where we really try and uh, make it concrete uh, which steps we can take jointly across uh, the whole community uh, to actually do something about um, the important uh, steps around climate change and addressing that. And so, so also stay alert to some of our channels around that. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, this event is on an island. It's on an island and we'll be sailing out there uh, and gathering about 100 uh, key uh, opinion leaders and people just super passionate about uh, driving positive change. I was hoping as a contestant of uh, Survivor, you were just going to oh, make people swim out. I, I will swim. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Michael Bjornland from Rockstart is going to swim to his own conference. That's it, folks. We are out of time for today. My name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. And I am out of here. And that's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Your questions, suggestions, and opinions are very welcome. Please send them to podcast at tech.eu, and they will most certainly be ignored. <laughs>